0: Good evening, I'm Ted Couple. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. <laughs> a sudden draft from a window that was supposed to have been closed. A chill at the back of the neck. Groans. Creaks and bumps in the night. Man has always been frightened by the dark, troubled by noises just beyond the reach of lights, occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding.
1: Good morning, I'm Roger Grimsby. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. Alleged ghost sightings and related supernatural occurrences have been reported
0: across the entire tri-state area.
1: Well, everybody has heard ghost stories around the campfire. Heck, my grandma used to spin yarns about a spectral locomotive that would rocket past the farm where she grew up. But now...
2: Hi Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblan.
0: is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at the frequency of 250 megacycles per second This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at the frequency of 250 megacycles per second Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then Plato, enlighten me
2: I'm not too low, Emma. I? I? don't think you so. generally have me too low.
1: Well, trying to it, keep the people from hearing me. Ty is usually the one that's too hot. He pegs out. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Welcome to nice. a
2: special Halloween edition of Can You Hear Me?
1: Podcast of Heavy and Gustav telling Halloween stuff. Ghost story. Uh, I can't... Gather remember.
2: around the campfire
1: can't remember any of the ghost stories my grandma told me. I remember there were plenty of them, but I just can't remember the specifics.
2: Really? She yeah, had a lot of ghost, yeah, ghost stories? My crazy one. grandmother, yeah. Was she? Yeah. she? yeah. They all happened to her, probably, didn't they?
1: Probably. No, not all of them. Okay. Now, there was one... Uh, so where did
2: she... Did she grow up there in that yeah, area? Yeah. Right there? Here Over on
1: the... Uh, kind of more uh, out towards due south of town. Okay. I had not said...
2: That's some spooky areas down there.
1: The... There was a, I don't know if you've ever seen it, there was the old house just west of that wheat field. It was back in the tree line because our properties were the tree tree line. That's, Mm -hmm. there was a house back there that supposedly they told me somebody got rabies and got chained up and went mad. Really? They told me about that when I was a kid. Medically, I don't think that makes sense.
2: Yeah. That's what they told me. That's what they told you.
1: I think partly to keep me from going around because there was an old well back there uh, where the phrase going to fall Yeah.
2: Well, as we have stated in an earlier podcast, spooky shit happens out in the country.
1: It today. does. It does, and, you know, I know that we've had people like Toledo... C- Share some stuff with us. And just uh, this week on Below the Belt, Brad was talking about it. Some weird stuff. I think uh, a goat man. Oh, uh,
2: over around Justin. Or, yeah,
1: Argyle out Ar- there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, other side of Denton. Supposedly yeah. a guy wearing a goat head would come out and kill you. Yeah. It lived under a bridge. There's
2: a, yeah, there's a goat man bridge. I've heard of that. Yeah.
1: Well, before we get into the weird stuff, I'd like to kind of just set things up about what Halloween meant to us growing up. Okay. Now, you lived in town, mm-hmm. so I think your Halloween experiences until I got older were very different than mine. Probably. So you actually got to walk around trick-or-treat, right?
2: Not in my neighborhood.
1: Well, your neighborhood was shit, but
2: yeah, you would go to We place. would go, yeah. We would go make the rounds to church friends and right. grandparents' friends. Now, did so you walk
1: could, or did you drive?
2: We would drive to a certain area. Where they handed out the good candy? Yeah. No.
1: We
2: we were spent most of the time in the car.
1: It was all crappy candy back then. There was yeah. no fun size bars back then.
2: Yeah. It what was the candy back then? Well, you
1: had lots uh, of Smarties. Smarties and chicken sticks. Uh, those kind of peanut butter brown and whitish striped things yeah. too.
2: My grandparents lots always of, had the really crappy Halloween candy that was just wrapped in the wax paper.
1: Yeah. That was always the worst, and you'd also just get your various assortment of the Brock's type. Yeah. Somebody went to the Safeway and got a bag of that. Yeah. Now the popcorn ball was still in effect.
2: Yeah, popcorn ball was still in effect.
1: And. They'd be we, careful. Well, like that, stick a when a we were when there. we were young, when we were little, it was not careful. Right. It was great guns ablazing, whatever. Now, my my, you said it was mostly friends of the family. Mine was just family. Yeah. Because we lived out in the country, and the only place that I could walk to, and that was almost a quarter of a mile, was my great-aunts that lived back in the homestead. Mm-hmm. And everything else was, they would load me up, and they would drive me to the great-grandparents. Right. And a couple, maybe some great-uncles and great-aunts, and that was it. Yeah. I had no ever trick-or-treating to anybody that wasn't family ever. Okay. And they
2: uh, wanted to make sure you were getting safe candy,
1: well, it's just <laughs> logistically everybody right. spread out, and they wanted yeah. oh, see how little Gustav looks in his pirate- costume. pirate costume, or yeah. whatever shitty thing now we also had and Baptists aren't big on this is before Baptist got turned on to the hell House idea, oh. but back then you would just have a Halloween carnival and you'd go to mm-hmm. church. It usually wasn't on Halloween, but you'd go in your costume and there'd be bobbing for apples and stuff like yeah. that. I always
2: loved Bobbin for Apples.
1: I could imagine that you would love Bobbin for I Apples. I was good at that. I can see that.
2: I was good at that. Had my technique down and everything.
1: Didn't be tickling or nothing. But the Halloween Carnival, or you might have something with Cub Scouts, too. Something. Yeah. I remember some stuff like that. But it wasn't until you got old enough to run around with your hooligan friend that Halloween really got special. Yeah. And the grocery stores in our little town <laughs> did a... Banner a uh, banner business selling cheap biscuits, biscuits and eggs, and eggs. I, I don't and I don't even remember going and buying them myself. There just always seemed like somebody had gone oh, there and already had them. And pretty much everything from what fourteen to eighteen year old was yeah. probably a few twelve and thirteen year olds That east in. side of
2: town, that northeast side of town, yes, would just it was be overwhelmed. With hoodlum kids running up and down the streets. Throwing biscuits at yeah. anything and everything. Which I never in my life threw biscuits on Halloween or eggs or toilet paper to anybody's house. Really? Really.
1: I never threw I've never never done it. I never threw eggs and I never toilet papered anybody, but I damn sure threw some biscuits. I did not. Now, was that because you were tied down? Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. You were not a free agent. Rolling yeah. streets and packs, and
2: yeah, and my parents knew that that what no goodness was going on. Yeah. one of the funniest, uh, I think it's my, this is my junior or senior, probably my senior year. One of my funniest stories from one of those incidents.
1: I'll be the judge of that.
2: And actually, my wife was with the, running with this crew at the time.
1: And just to remind everybody, you and your wife had minimal interaction in high school. Correct. Later got together after college. Correct. After a while. So this is she had no part of you.
2: Right. Well anyway, this group of my friends are over on that side of town and they're running wild throwing biscuits and I mean they've made up their own dough, you know. Wow, that's and uh
1: rocking the bisquick.
2: Yeah. So finally they get Reported because they're just belting cars, right? Oh yeah, it was the road in front of Ty's house. Yes, just go down the hill and then yep. back up the hill. There were some woods off on that east side of the road. Well, that was a hotbed for trick or treat. It's like
1: yeah, and it's like Beirut when the h- hordes came in. With yeah, the, with the biscuits. So they were hid back there in the
2: woods, and every car coming by was just getting pelted. Well, somebody ends up calling the police. So the police chief, he. Has a pretty good idea mm-hmm. of who the hoodlums are doing this. And uh, so he shows up over there in his city police car.
1: And he was not a likable fellow like Andy Griffith. No, no. He was much more serious.
2: Yeah, he wore a gun. And, uh, yeah, more serious. As he rolls up on them, they throw some biscuits because they don't realize it's a cop right. car. And uh,
1: Before we go further, and this goes back to my... Misspent youth of running around in the dark streets. Do you remember anybody ever saying, "Look to see the shape of the headlights. The cop cars have rectangular headlights." Uh huh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
1: that doesn't hold true anymore, kid.
2: Right. So anyway, he whips. He comes whipping up there and gets pelted with biscuits for a while. Well, then he turns on the spotlights on the car. Right. They duck down behind the trees. And like I said, he had a pretty good idea of who who he was dealing with. He calls one calls one of my friends by name. Says I know it's you,
0: <laughs>
2: y'all. Come out right now. We'll just say it's over. Everybody go home, and the night's done. Well, the friend that he named, as they were crouching down, got a rock, planted it in this big wad of dough. Oh my! Stood up and threw it at our police chief, spider-webbing the front windshield of the police car.
1: I'll edit this out, but tell me who this was. I think I know. Eddie Wilson. <laughs>
2: So at that point, everybody scattered. Right. Because they're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you just did that." The friend is quickly apprehended, and because
1: uh, where's he going to go? Chief,
2: Chief knew who he yeah. was, so I think he actually met him back at his house. Right. You know, I don't think they pressed charges, but he did have to replace the, the pay for damages. So that was that was a pretty wily incident right there.
1: I remember one night. Uh, I guess maybe we were. Seniors We had a coach Maybe we were juniors Yeah We had a coach that had a Daughter a year older than A junior eye coach mm, Yes And We decided we were going to go steal His pumpkin off of his front porch Okay And we were going to do this In uh, the most Low drag way possible So I believe the general's buddy Was driving his White Not factory paint job uh, Camaro <laughs> Okay With the windows rolled down. And I don't remember who. It may have been the Polynesian. Ran. So I think we already.
2: I've heard this. It was the Polynesian. Got
1: out. He'd gotten out before we even got there. I think we were moving still. Polynesian ran to get the pumpkin. All of a sudden, the coach and another of his coach buddies are up on the roof. They pop out start throwing eggs at us. Yelling, (laughs) fucking as they get. (laughs) The Polynesian dives pumpkin first through the window of the Camaro. (laughs) With the pumpkin, and we uh, <laughs> shagged ass, throwing uh, gravel. That's funny. But that's it, funny. the funniest thing was the coach's fucking ass dickheads. I'll <laughs> remember that on my deathbed.
2: And throwing eggs, you. And throwing eggs, you. Yeah. Two. He probably still does that.
1: Two men, and they're, I guess, about 40 at the time. Yeah. Standing on the roof throwing eggs. That'd be like us. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. So that was about the extent. Because I, I never, I never, like. T-pin or throwing uh, toothpicks or anything. Throwing somebody's. toothpicks. You never seen somebody throw toothpicks onto somebody's yard? No. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Like like a whole box.
2: Tons and tons, tons of toothpicks.
1: Because they don't degrade. They don't degrade for a long time. Yeah. So you got all these sharp toothpicks in somebody's front I've never yard. never seen that. Yeah. Huh. It's a hooligan thing. Huh. Somebody lit a, a bell of hay on a road out there towards that, where Ty's house was.
2: I do remember that, yeah. And
1: I got blamed for it. It's not, not anybody came to me, but mm-hmm. the word on the street was I was behind that, but oh. I was not. I think I may have told people that if you lit a bell of hay on a road, it would burn clean through the asphalt. <laughs> and so they did it right. And then I think that's how I got associated with it right. I, I was not there for right.
2: it one of, our, one of your good friends I was associated with him some Lived out by the
1: general mm-hmm.
2: He and Mr. Camaro mm-hmm. Didn't they burn down a bridge One night
1: I I don't know that they did There's a lot of things that they got into That I was not right. Part of uh, I was
2: After we learned how to make What we call napalm.
1: I'm the one. I was
2: thinking I heard a story that they burnt down a county bridge one night. I I don't know that they
1: did. I was the one that came back from college with that knowledge. Okay. And told them how to do so. What they did with it, I don't know. Okay. Now, he does listen to, uh, well, the general's friend does listen to it. I don't know about our other friend if he does. He does. General's listen. friend does. The general's friend does listen. The Camaro driver? The Camaro driver does listen.
2: Okay. Not the general's friend that lived out by. Him. No,
1: not the. Okay. Not the neighbor now. Camaro.
2: Hello, Camaro man.
1: He he does listen to. Haven't me.
2: seen you in a long time.
1: So uh, I'm, I'm hoping maybe someday he could join us if he would, because he, just he's just down the road down and he road. Knows, he's got so many more general tells and just crazy stuff.
2: Statute of limitations probably hitting out on some of that.
1: I think just about all of it it is, but and you know he is a little more insulated from things than us. Right. So
2: does he tweet? Uh,
1: no, he does not. He uh not th- well, you know what? Not that I know of. There you go. I know he has a Facebook account where he may be like a, a two hundred and fifty pound woman or something yeah. that he's had forever for ulterior motives. I don't know. Right. But uh he he lives he lives in the shadows anyway a little bit. Gotcha. So. I, we were slight hooligans, but we weren't no, we real weren't. hooligans. You we know? weren't not doing anything. I can't ever imagine. You always hear about people chunking eggs. I couldn't imagine doing that.
2: That would mess up. But somebody egged my car a couple of years ago.
1: That'd fuck up your paint.
2: And I always heard that mess your paint up.
1: That's what I've heard. I don't know. And,
2: of course, it was dried on by the time. I, well, I didn't even. Because there wasn't any yolk. The yolk. Right. Run down the driveway or something. But I got to look in the yard. I was like, what are these damn eggshells doing out here? And I got to looking on the car, and I had glaze right. from the whites. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I went and washed it promptly. It didn't do anything to it.
1: I'd always heard it. And maybe it was house painted it was supposed to do it too. I don't know. I don't Who know. knows? If our, If any of you hooligans... Have the definitive answer of what an egg does to paint. Let us know. I do know that the uh, Renaissance painters often use egg albumin for their base for their paint. Yes,
2: they do. Or they did. They did. Something I learned from a hooligan friend that, and you might be able to explain why it does this. Did you know that you could take spark plug? Oh, yes. Grind that powder up.
1: You don't have to grind it up. You just smashed it with a hammer. Get right. Just yeah.
2: Smash it up.
1: In fact, you don't want it ground. You just want it. Right. Just yeah. smash
2: it with a hammer, and that, that will explode out car windows. Yeah.
1: That that is true. It has to do with the edges.
2: Yeah. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. And the the edges are so sharp that it and versus the glass because glass is a liquid technically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a viscous, extremely viscous liquid, and there's something about the the sharpness of those edges that does it. Huh. That is real. Yeah. It, it is not, I've never done it myself, but I've seen it done, and it does not take the amount of force that you would think it no. would do. I mean, it's just a, yeah. a casual throw, and you can just totally wreak havoc.
2: Yeah. Don't do that, kids.
1: Don't do that, kids. Land Austin, in jail. JJ, don't do it. Land you in jail. And I'm looking at you, Ginsburg, too. Don't you do it. Hooligan, if there ever was one. So, we have had a lot of weird things happen out in the country. Now, we've talked about it. Over and over, and I'm not going to stop talking about it. We grew up at the height of the Satanism scare of the 80s. So everybody was a little bit already on edge. Yeah, right. And I can't... Didn't want to get caught out in the woods by a bunch of devil workers. Exactly. I can't stress enough that having something like that planted in the back of your psyche makes you see the world different. Just like back when the Salem witch trials and stuff. If you've got that in the public mind... You're more apt to see what you're already thinking about.
2: Right. Especially if you've, when you hear stories or something, and it's takes, it takes, it's something that you regularly do, or some, this has happened to you before, but it turns out, what, in the prime example of this, I saw this movie in the late 90s, and I thought it was the scariest freaking thing I'd ever seen in my life. Told Gustav about it, he saw it, he said, that was Horrible said so I laughed all the way through it. So those people were so stupid. I'm talking with Blair Witch. Yes, that movie had me on edge the whole time because I had I have been out in the woods where I knew I knew where I was at. I'm just gonna I know exactly where I'm gonna go right up here. I've walked this a million times, and you get there and it's like, wait a minute, this I'm not in the right spot. And and been you know, and I've never been in panic mode because I was close to where i knew how to get
1: out of because it because he's such a uh, a mountain man that he is knew how to you know
2: i wasn't far off the beaten trail but i've been turned around out in the woods you know and, okay we're going right to come out of this little tree line here, oh yeah and the road's going right to be right and you're sure. like what the heck and but the way that was set up i mean not with the whole it's a real but just the because nothing had ever been filmed like that before
1: not that we would seen
2: and yeah, that, that movie scared the shit out of me.
1: Fake Bailey Jay and I were talking earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, about a gay porn parody of it called The Bare Dick Project. Huh. So you I, work my, on that. My, I think it already exists. Oh, okay. Yeah, my hats off are to all the porn parody. You're right. Anybody that comes with those titles, that's my dream job, <laughs> just to come up with porn parody title. Right. Uh, but, but yes.
2: I mean, that's Weird Al's less successful cousin. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Greg Yankovic. <laughs> we, yeah, we've
2: we have we've had some weird encounters. Some weird stuff.
1: So you know, we've talked about there is a, and I won't go into the exact name of it, but there is a quasi Bigfoot type entity mm-hmm. out north of where we grew up. Uh, whether it's a Bigfoot or a person or something but there's that. Yeah. And I have a good friend that is a, a police officer and she swears by that it exists. Really? Yes, absolutely. What
2: does she think it is? Um a person?
1: I think the person's what she thought. I can't remember. It's been a long time since yeah. we talked about it, but she, you know, if you brought it up, she would instantly go yeah. on point and have very particular Yeah, uh, she I wouldn't and she's not a uh, conspiracy theorist no, type person. No, she's I not would even. Yeah, you know, she's not that.
2: Friends of mine who, which of course, I mean, it's like anything else. When something pops up, you get other people saying they've had encounters right. as well. But a, two of two friends that I had growing up had encounters with this man, this person, right. whoever it might be. And it, and these weren't scaredy cat guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they weren't guys that make. And these are tough cowboy guys, you know. They don't make shit up like right. that. Right. And uh. But it had a lasting... It made an effect on them. Put the mark on them. Yeah.
1: And we had... uh, And tied to the whole satanic scare, there was a place that we've talked about in the past where it was an old campground uh, that was supposedly used for satanic rituals actively while we were Mm -hmm. young. And we also went camping out there with the Boy Scouts a fair amount. And I remember one day, it was broad daylight, and we were out... Close to close to the water, the lake. No, the river. Okay. And but we weren't we couldn't see it, but we were you know you mm-hmm. knew, and we were kind of in a in a bottomland type spot that was more open. Mm-hmm. And there were Damn, two. Damn, I, I just got Zika. That uh, wouldn't be the first time. It'll go with your Get uh, bit. Go with your Hep C. You got. There were two brown paper uh, grocery bags that were closed up, but clearly were bloody as hell out in the middle of nowhere. Just some hunters. Well, that's what it was. They'd clean dove or something. Yeah.
2: But it, it... Right, that's very odd. It
1: was very odd, and we didn't see the feathers at first. You just see paper sacks. Bloody blood, paper bloody sacks. Bloody paper sacks. And if you were going to be cleaning dove out in the middle of nowhere, why would you even use a sack? Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't make any sense. Right. So that was a freak-out moment. Uh, yeah. We were bold enough to go poking around. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like you right. know, You're not... You know, what is but this? But... uh that was a weird moment for it because, but it was made more weird because of where we were at, because that was where yeah. Satan is. And, and that place, I
2: will call that. I think in a previous episode, I have called that probably the one of the prettiest places in our yes. county.
1: Yeah, absolutely in the county. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, just a range of soils and vegetation types and, 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 terrain,
1: differences. and terrain difference.
2: Terrain yeah. difference. I mean, from pasture to and I didn't even know this till a few years ago. Some rocky areas. Yeah. That, I mean, it blew my mind. It was, uh, looked like something out of Arkansas. It
1: doesn't look like anything else in the county that I'm, uh-uh. I've ever
2: been there's to. Tall ridges and pine trees. Right. And, and draws And draws. And, uh, but all the, especially up on those ridges, all the trees grow a little bit differently.
1: Well, there's the, well, that one stretch where, and I, I remember when we were young. I haven't, the couple of times we've been there grown i haven't noticed it but there's been a lot of cleaned out and yeah. stuff but i remember there was one road where the pine trees literally bent towards the towards the road and over and down mm-hmm. like they are yeah and it there was no it yeah, wasn't pine, pine trees don't grow like that yeah and that was always a weird and then there was the circle of the pines yeah which was just
2: uh which the so we always camped there. Yeah, that was our main camp spot, and supposedly that was a big gathering that was spot. Place.
1: Now there was one campsite, and we were off running around. I don't think it was a full moon. There was a moon, and I swear I saw something, somebody in a robe out uh, there.
2: When we, when when we were, we were playing capture the flag, it was on the opposite side of the road. Wasn't yes, it? I, I remember that night. Yeah,
0: and because
2: I remember it looking like in my mind, what I it looked like one of those white and black convict. Uniform, just what I'm remembering it looking like.
1: I do remember white and black. I don't remember like and stripes I remember or thinking,
2: I, I remember thinking the black was shadow. I remember at first thinking it was stripes. Then I remember thinking, no, oh, it's shadows from tree branches because it's out in the middle of the woods. Right. And uh, yeah, that was freaky as hell. Yeah,
1: and I, I can't explain what it was. I mean, it may I, have just
2: been the moon,
1: the moon, and I'm something. Sure. But now there were people talking with other people along over the years. People that were actively perpetuating that Satanist mythology to keep people from going out there and drinking and screwing around.
2: And some that were doing the drinking and partying. Yes. They perpetrated some of those rumors,
1: too. Right. To
2: scare people off. So nobody would come so out nobody there. nobody would come yeah. out there. It was
1: the whole Scooby-Doo. There was a, There was one gal...
2: Would have got away from it if it wasn't for you meddling kids.
1: That somebody scared her. There was a group out there, and somebody came and scared them. Do you remember the story?
2: Mm, I think it got
1: told when we were together for a funeral a year or two ago, where the one girl picked up a broken bottle, and she was ready to fucking cut anybody that messed yeah, up. Yeah, that was, I was the one doing the scaring. Were you the one doing the scaring? Yeah,
2: that was uh my
1: junior year.
2: Yeah, Yeah, my junior year of high school, and it was in the fall, I'm saying probably in November because it was crisp enough
1: that you needed a jacket. Right.
2: We had made up our mind. There was several of us going to go party out there. Mm-hmm. We were going to go to one of the cabins, which that was.
1: Yes, that's that was the epicenter of the. Yeah, that's
2: that's ballsy right yeah. there. We're going to go. Which you had to walk. Good yeah, because you couldn't
1: drive up there. Right. Back then,
2: you had to walk. What, probably three quarters. Probably well, probably
1: three about quarters of mile. Yeah. Mile,
2: yeah, about a mile. To get back up there to where the cabins were, So we're dra- dragging. I well about. Four of us, we get there early. Right. And where you had to park your vehicles, we park back behind some big cedar trees, behind this cedar thicket. Well, we go ahead and go across the dam. We're hiding it. Before anything was maintained, the grass is real tall. We're right. hiding off on the side. Well, then our other friends that are going to meet us down there, we tell them just meet us, uh, go ahead and get to the cabin, go to one of the, go to the first one on the left or something. Like that, and uh, we'll meet y'all down there. Well, we'd been hanging out for about 15, 20 minutes. And uh, we hear car doors close, and we hear ice chests dragging, right. beer cans and bottles clinging in the ice chests coming across the dam. Right at the perfect time, we bust from the brush, hollering and screaming and making scary sounds. And one of our big, the, probably the biggest guy in our class, over six foot, 260, big boy. something like that, big old lineman, he falls flat to the ground in a fetal position... <laughs> And just, I've never heard sobs like that come out of of a a grown adult. And two of the other ones, they just take off running. The girl you're talking about, she reaches down off the ground, picks up a busted beer bottle, and she's ready to fight. Right. She's not going down. No, she's not going down. The the devil worshippers be damned. She's going to fight. But our big, you know, she's standing there. With a busted beer bottle and the. 100 pounds, maybe. Yeah, and our uh, big offensive lineman buddy, he's curled up in the fetal position, balling.
1: It's <laughs> great. Uh, the, because you know, that was the night. No, that was a different. And out there, you'd always, you know, like you said, we we talked about where you ran into the. Smoke. smoke. Have we talked about that on there? We talked about the guy.
2: We talked about the guy, right? I don't think I mentioned the smoke. I don't though. think you did. Go ahead. This was probably my senior year. Me and one of my best friends, we were out there. One Saturday afternoon it was early spring because it was still, it was just getting warm, but the time of spring where the wind is just blowing right. constantly out of the south. And uh, we'll go to Circle of the Pines first. We're just kind of hanging out, doing senior guy and high school stuff.
1: Jerking each other off, sure.
2: And uh, we thought we were going to go back by the cabins. So we drive down to where you go to walk to that area. And it's a gorgeous day, but there's no, there's nobody down at the lake. Right. I mean, no cars anywhere. And uh, we hadn't seen anybody, the whole hour and a half we've been there already and uh, which if you got caught back in this area you when I mean, it was off limits it was right. no, no trespassing area so you had to be you didn't just park right there for the world to see you kind of had to hide your vehicle a little bit so anyway we walk across the dam we're walking along and we start hearing something coming through the grass and we stop and all of a sudden this huge rottweiler comes running right up to he stops probably about 15 yards from us i mean he's Running straight at us, stops about 15 yards from us, just dead in his track. He just sits there and looks at us, stands there and looks at us, which we'd already been talking about, you know, devil worship. And my buddy, he's spooky as hell. Right. We've already been talking about devil worshipers and how they don't hang out much down here anymore. <laughs> All of a sudden, the dog of the devil's standing right. right there in front of us. This big ass Rottweiler's just standing there looking at us. Well, then he turns around, starts trotting back like he came from. What the hell is he following? Will he. Goes up to one of these cabins, and, uh, which is the cabin we were going to go to, which it sits up on top of this hill. And like I said, the wind was blowing hard. Well, the cabin, I guess during the night, somebody had set that sucker on fire. It was just a bit about smoldered out by that time. But there was smoke. The smoke came, rose straight up. Mm-hmm. And then even when it got above the trees, where I know the wind was blowing hard, right. it kept going straight up. And then way above the tree line. It finally would curve back. It was like the wind wasn't even having any effect on it. Right. The dog runs up, you know, short of this cabin, stands there and looks at it, and then comes back down towards us and runs off down this trail that I'd never noticed before. Mm-hmm. This trail off the backside of the dam, back into the woods. I'm like, let's follow that dog. And my buddy's like, hell no. We've there's a burned out cabin. There's you know a giant dog right crucifixes. Around painted all over the place and a giant rottweiler running around i ain't following that dog into the woods so we might have been able to you know save a life or something right. save somebody from sacrifice somebody yeah could have pulled the mask off don't know whose dog it was or what it was
1: well, i spooky. think i think you know that, that's a weird place and you talked about the blair witch project and how you feel when you're in a place it's always at the back of your mind when you're Really far out somewhere, especially if you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Even two people, but by yourself, it's even more so. Yeah, and that takes me back to one of our other stomping grounds in southeastern Oklahoma.
2: No, oh, yes,
1: up in the Kiachia Mountains up there, and we had a Boy Scout camp up there that we were up there. Oftentimes, when there wasn't anything going on, yeah, just working just or whatever. And I remember I was up there with my dad one time. He was doing work. I think I've talked about this. And he, whatever he was doing, he didn't need my help. And so I'm like, I'm gonna go screw around, just wander around. Well, across in the fall, you could see a comp or you could see a cabin. And
2: so it's way up on top of a ridge. That then this road winds down right into camp, and there's a river that borders it. And the opposite side of the river is just a huge cliff.
1: Yes. And over there past that, you could see this cabin. Okay. We never had been, to, or I never had been to it. No, I never had. I was always scared so, to. Well, I don't know. It was in the summer. So I swim across the river, get dressed, put my boots back on, hike over there. Turns out it's a whole compound. Oh. With a, a bus. From, that's never
2: a good that's sign. never
1: a good sign. From what I can tell, nobody's there. And it's kind of... Kind of hippie-ish, but not exactly 100%, you know?
2: One well, of those hippie militias.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Because, <laughs> like, there was an outhouse that had moons and stars painted on it, but everything yeah. else did not look hippie-ish. And there were obvious people had been shooting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love guns, but when I'm unarmed and nobody knows where the hell I'm at, I wasn't as crazy about it. So, uh, I didn't go into the cabins, obviously, but I looked, you know, chicken through the windows. I am chicken shit. And then I, I'm like, I'm just going to follow this road to see where it goes. And finally I come to a, a locked bar gate and I'm like, that's enough. I'm yeah, getting the hell out of here. Head bag. Head bag. But the whole time you're thinking, this, yeah. is, this is where I'm probably going to die. Yeah.
2: If I go missing, they'll never find they'll me.
1: They'll never find me and it'll just be, yeah, uh, he must have drowned in the river or something.
2: We had a, uh. One year when I was working summer camp up there, me and two others, this was at the height of our wanting to be mountain men right. experience. Well, 30 years previous, there had been a trail that went from our camp to a Forest Service uh, fire tower. Right. Where they, uh, like the guy from the Red Green show, that mm-hmm. stayed up in the fire tower and, uh, to look out over all the forest land, you know, all the timberland. Spot for fires That trail had since been abandoned Hadn't been used in years Well, we set out We're going to reestablish this trail Right This was pre-internet Of course So we had gotten We had a couple of topo maps Right And we'd been able to get Some general county maps Mm -hmm. That showed county roads And stuff like that But up there I don't know how familiar Many of our listeners are To forest land but they cut roads
1: all the time right. through
2: forest land. Wherever
1: they'll, they need a road. Wherever they, they need a
2: road, trip. they'll cut a road, just a dirt road. And then, so that might show up on a map. Well, five years later, when they do over. the new map, that road's not there anymore. Right. Because they've logged that area and it's been Replanted and it. And replanted, moved yep. on. So we had a topo map and a, and a county road map. Well, we just think that we, we can follow the river, blaze our trail that away. way Well, we... Talked to our camp ranger, showing him he was wanting to know what route we were going to take.
1: Did you talk to his daughter?
2: We did not. She always kept her distance. He kept he kept her away from the young scouters, except not, for one of them.
1: Yeah. Not uh, not an attractive girl by non-backwoods standard.
2: The, uh, I think for our safety, because he lived there year-round. Right. And he knew... Some of the stuff that went on on that mm-hmm. timberland. So he's wanting to know what route we're going to take to establish this trail. So we're showing him on the topo map. He gets his pen out of his pocket. He says, okay, this little rise or this spot right here, don't, y'all need to make sure you hug the river real tight right here. Don't go in this area. Why not? Well, there's a big marijuana field there this year, this summer. I'm sure it's a booby traps, so y'all don't need to be wandering into that. And then uh, we're like, okay, thanks. He said, and then when you get to this spot here, cut back away from the river. You want to avoid this ridge altogether. Why is that? Well, there's a guy that lives up there that he's uh,
1: he's a little off. Thinks it's still uh, Nam.
2: Yeah, he uh, said he just lives back there by himself. He's uh, this was pre. Militia days as we knew it, you know, but he just said, you need to stay away from him. He's not all there, has lots of guns. Just stay away from that ridge. Like, all right. So the three of us strike out on our journey. We uh, do avoid the marijuana crop, which we can't help but take a peek. Right. you know, but, uh, we don't wander in because we do know that it probably is booby trail. Mm-hmm. So then we're getting close to the ridge he told us to keep away from. Also for to blaze our trail along this journey, we've taken cans of spray paint right, to, to mark spray your... to mark our trail. Cause we've got to find our way back. Well, these paint cans, there's that ball in there is there, just rattling, rattling, rattling. We're not a quiet expedition. We're no, any not the means And, uh, all right, so we're getting close to where we think this ridge is. So all right, we need to cut up this little creek right here, avoid this area. We'll come back out on this little road and then cut back to the river, done this other draw, avoid the ridge altogether. So we come up this creek. Come up on top of this ridge where we, when we look at the map, we thought we knew exactly where we were. But we come up right in this guy's side yard. hmm And his, and just clanking away, you know, and his dogs go nuts. Probably They have probably never smelled another human before. So we're like, oh, shit. We just came up in this guy's backyard, and he's got like some, it's a spooky looking place. Right. So we duck back down, down the ridge, walk down a little bit, come back up to where... We're kind of in his driveway going, Mm -hmm. looking towards his house. We're like, I don't think anybody's here. I don't think he's home. Well, let's just use his driveway and walk up to the dirt road, then cut over that away. So we're waltzing up his crooked, washed out path of a driveway that he has when we hear a vehicle coming. Mm. We think it's on... That main road, we're trying to get to at yeah, first. Yeah, so do. when think you're up there, about you, it. It,
1: the sound Sounds. of engines especially. Yeah.
2: Then all of a sudden, we catch the glint of windshield glass through the trees coming our direction. We're like, holy shit, here he comes. We're on his property. Right. So we dive
1: and off the... for
2: the woods. He drives right past us. We quickly just run through the woods and stay in the woods all the way to the road. Don't make any contact with him. Never quite make our expedition we, uh, succumbed to dehydration about three miles away from our rendezvous point and had to call in for somebody to come pick us up. <laughs> <laughs> it was about,
1: uh,
2: it was a good 11 hours of hiking.
1: Yeah. That's, that's tough in in those hills. Yeah. In the heat of summer, yeah, man. It's and and, it's this uh, drive there. Yeah. So well, file that right up there with not going in the back room. There you go. <laughs>
2: Another one, probably the creepiest moment.
1: Yeah, this is where I was hoping you were going next.
2: I've had up there, it was every, usually, well, the last weekend of every month. I'm sorry, the last weekend of every October, mm-hmm. we were always camping up there. My senior year, you weren't there. You, nope, you were there. off in college. Me and the younger guys in the troop, we're leaving there on a Saturday night. Uh, it's about a, what, two and a half, three hour drive back about that, home. Yeah. So we're leaving there about midnight, 11 o'clock on a Saturday night to uh, drive home. Well, I mentioned earlier, the, there's a big ridge as you come into camp, and then it kind of descends down into camp. So coming back out, it's a pretty good climb. Right. You know, coming out. And we're in my truck.
1: And, and no lights up there. No That's lights. Nice. Dark,
2: dark, 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 dark. And this ridge is like a lookout spot. It's kind of cleared off, you know, so you can, at the top of this ridge where you can look out over the river and over camp and and there's the a thing. bit of
1: a pull out there there's right. open space so you got the kind of open area and then the road kind of running side
2: right right and uh so I come barreling up I had a four door one ton Ford pickup truck
1: full of Dr. Pepper bottles full of yeah like Copenhagen spit and uh and bootleg so I come tapes.
2: barreling up out of camp on this rock road barrel past the lookout point and I catch something out of the corner of my eye, but I'm not really paying attention. All of us in the truck are talking and one of the people in the back is like holy shit, what is that? And I stop and I glance back again over my shoulder and I catch it again out of the corner of my eye and the person sitting in the, passenger, the front passenger seat he's seen it the whole time and he can't even get words out. He's just His mouth is dropped and he's like turned white and the one in the back was the one that said holy shit what is that and Well, then I get turned all the way around and I don't see anything I'm like what was that they said there was a girl in a white gown standing up on the ridge there by the lookout point I was like okay and I'm thinking in my head alright that's what I saw too I'm making because you know when you see something that you're not
0: yeah you're like oh, that couldn't have
2: been that's not yet. what I saw it's something else but then he just described exactly what I saw so we back up nothing's there we get out just to we don't venture far from the truck we just kind of open the door and get out and we're looking and uh like the weather's blowing in and the Mm -hmm. leaves are rustling and we're like this is freaking creepy and there's nobody up there no but there's definitely no girls young girls in white gowns like a 1800's nightgown is what it looks like
1: that's about three and a half miles from the road
2: from the paved road from the paved road yeah and uh we hop back in the truck and haul ass and we're all all of us are like comparing notes you know is this exactly because it's one of those you don't want to say
1: yeah hey I just saw a ghost
2: yeah it's like okay yeah we all just really saw something right we're like that's creepy as shit that's
0: always been a pretty pretty and we
2: still to this day do not know what it was who it was if it was anybody maybe it was a Damn piece of plastic that was blowing in the wind That's and it blew, blew over the ridge. Who knows?
1: But y'all all saw something.
2: Yes, that looked like a blonde headed woman, young woman, I would say, wearing a white nightgown, standing up on top of a ridge where you go off that edge. Yeah, you're hitting. You're plummeting. What's that? Probably a hundred feet. Probably about
1: that. And uh, onto rocks, not yeah, into the water.
2: Right onto rocks. Yeah. Creepy creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah,
1: that's 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 always it's always been one of your better stories.
2: Yeah. So have you ever seen anything where you're like I don't know exactly
1: You know, I don't think I've ever seen anything. I did ha- well, you know what? I take that back and I think there's a perfectly good example but a year or two ago we had a friend passed away. Mm-hmm. I drive by her, the house where she used to, if I'm in town, at least once or twice a day because it's in mm-hmm. the way my town. I, to my knowledge, the only person that still lives in that house is her very old mother. Mm-hmm. But I saw someone sitting in the corner of my eye, someone sitting on the porch, the same color of hair, the same way she did about three months ago. Wow. And I had a car full of kids and we were, you know, late to something, I'm sure. And, but... Out of the corner of my eye, there was a woman that looked pretty much like her sitting wow. on the front porch in the daylight. Interesting. Now, maybe there's some
2: right, tenfold
1: that I don't know about that was, but it was very uncanny.
2: Did you turn around and, st- I mean, did double take? And yeah, double still there?
1: take. Yeah, still there. But huh. I didn't. I couldn't see the face, but right. her hair was very distinct and right. the way that she wore piled up is uh-huh. exactly what it was. Wow. Interesting. The other... Odd thing I had, and I think I may have mentioned this, I can't remember, it all runs together, but I stayed at the same hotel when I was working in Philadelphia for almost three, and it wasn't like an old hotel, or was probably 20 years But one night, I got woken up because something hit me in the shoulder twice while I was sleeping. Like
2: twice like, in a row, like, or it happened two different times?
1: Like, it, Well, twice in like, a and then, I mean, physically hit my shoulder, and I woke up and there wasn't a damn thing in the room. but you me. draw down? Uh, I don't carry when I am
2: in New England,
1: those unfriendly states to firearms. <laughs> but it was that's creepy, it was creepy as hell.
2: What a muscle twitch because I get those all the time. I
1: mean, I was dead asleep, yeah. And, and you know, the first one was like, and then the second, wow, because the first one kind of woke me up. The second one yeah. was like, holy sh- wow, because I know I'm a hard sleeper in general, uh-huh. like, there's things that I've been when I'm at home been hit, you know. By Mrs. Gustav to go investigate, and I mm-hmm. didn't hear anything. Yeah, whacking me to wake me up, but interesting. And that was a that was the oddest thing that's happened to me. Those two things recently. I'm sure there's been other things over the
2: right. Yeah, that was the my only real. I mean, I've seen you know those those corner of the eye things that you catch every once in a while. Right. That are I mean, and there's there's some science behind.
1: Yeah. And, that
2: you and you
1: know, I've watched lots of old. Vincent Price movies and yeah. all that stuff. So you kind of... Right. Because I
2: catch stuff lots of times. You know, I'll catch something out of the corner of my eye. i like, what the hell? Right. Did I really just see it? And then I'm like, no. it's. I mean, it's has to do with... I mean, optics are strange. Mm-hmm. And they can do weird things. Like, this was nuts right here. You know, my dad has right. bad eyes. Or one really bad eye. Well, a few months ago, he goes to this neuro ophthalmologist down here in dallas that i take him to well a month or so ago both of his eyes were when he was driving stuff would just come like to hear him explain it the telephone poles just jump out in front of me right as as i'm i mean stuff's not staying where it's supposed to be staying and uh so like a few days later he goes down to the doctor tells this uh specialist this and the guy's like huh that's not good let me try something let me see your glasses so he takes his glasses, and he puts this film on the back of them mm-hmm. that has these horizontal lines right, all the way across the lens on both both eyes. Freaking fixed it.
0: Wow.
2: It's like, I mean, and I even got the, I was like, what exactly is this? We're, later when we were eating, and I got them, I looked at them, you know, looked through them. I'm like, I don't. It's not an image of any – I mean, right. it's got to be the way that it's
1: – Structures it to – That
2: it's structuring the light did to hear, hit your eye or something. I don't know. It was crazy.
1: Did you listen to the IJB about two months ago with their friend Josh that has the retinal problems? No. You got to listen to that. It's fascinating because he's young as these problems develop. Uh-huh. But uh, I guess he's legally blind now. Really, he still can see shapes, I think, with right. some light. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, vision's
2: weird, man. It's
1: it's very because uh, I think the way he he described it, the uh, the cells, the receptor cells, are dying. Like you have an X amount, mm-hmm. and they continue to die at an exponential rate faster than a normal. Huh. Anyway, well, I think uh, I don't want to get off too much into eye stuff, but uh, that's your uh, lady on the hill. That's one of my favorite stories. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. If you guys have anything you want to add, as always, tweet us at RealGustav or LongmireHeavy or give us a uh, email at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you later.
2: Check your kids' candy. Adios.
1: Bye.
0: Things happen here about, they'll tell about. <laughs> I, I see things. From out my heart and take
2: thy form from off my door. Close the Raven,
1: nevermore. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Staldi. Good night from Dallas, Texas.